Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Thursday, November 10th, it's National Vanilla Cupcake Day. Hand up. I made a mistake. I forgot to clear the files on my computer, so you had to listen to the backup audio for this one. But don't click off, because this podcast, dare I say, is really good. There's six guests on. That's why it's called The Zoo. There's no Owen. There's no Alex. But we filled in with a surplus of people, so I think you will enjoy it. Don't click off. The other thing I wanted to note, there is no show on Monday. I forgot to say that. So we'll be back on Thursday. Owen, Alex, me, Adam, we'll all be back. But please stick around for this one. This one's good. So thank you. Thursday, November 10th, podcast is back. We're down two men today, but we we upgraded, actually. We're playing with an extra attacker. We went to five. It was looking like... So here's the situation for the people at home. It's also National Vanilla Cupcake Day for anybody who passion for vanilla cupcakes. There's that. But here's how it went down. We had four people lined up, one of whom is Jeff, who's here with me. He's been on the pod before. What's up? Good morning. I'm back again. Back again. Another good appearance for you. So we had another guy who was going to come in. He was very excited. And originally he was planning on zooming in from the hospital. He's got, he's, and that's not an exaggeration. That is what was going to happen. Adam, can you kind of explain what the deal was there? Yeah. I mean, Luca might actually know better than me, but it sounds like he's dealing with some uh, heart issues like myocarditis. Um, so he was kind of like fighting through it, going to be on the podcast possibly drive to phil's house if he's feeling good but like probably zoom into the podcast and then he uh he, he told me his arm started hurting so uh, yeah now he's at the hospital that was the information i received as well so he went back to the hospital he was very excited we have his what he calls game notes so but prayers it, up hopefully yes. you know prayers up prayers, yeah so let's get that on the record <laughs> yeah, yeah. Prayers yeah. Up. <laughs> yes so then we went kind of into a scramble mode, like, what are we going to do? Because I came to the realization a few weeks ago, like, we know enough people, if we ever have less than four, like, that's that's on me. I got to wear that one. So then we went scramble mode, and now we're playing with five. So we got two first-timers. Sedge is probably, like, one of the more devoted listeners out there. So what's up? How you doing? Good, good. Big, big podcast fan here. Let's go. I'm happy to hear that. Also a big, have- big Vikings fan and big Man United fan. Thank you for clarifying and, that. Um, and a Flames fan. I'd like to say that. Oh, and a Flames fan. And yeah. a Blue Jays fan. Mm. Let's just name them all. What, what I think he likes the Raptors, too. There we go. We can just keep yeah. it moving. And then Luke is also here. He's our fifth member today. What's up? How you doing? State your teams. Not too bad. Not too bad. Teams, uh, soccer, Borussia Dortmund, uh, basketball, <laughs> the Toronto Raptors, <laughs> and then uh, the Buffalo Bills in the, the great league that is the NFL. Gladick, we called it from the practice squad last minute. Yeah, just trying to impress coach today. That's the plan. Let's go. So and Bills then, Vikings is a big game today. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got guys from both sides and one guy sitting directly on the fence. Yes, one guy do. on both sides. One, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like maybe, he's actually, I pro- I'm standing on the Bills side, but I got a little toe. Oh, sorry, standing on the Viking side, got a little dipped oh, into the Bills. Oh, side. oh no, you mixed it up. I <laughs> actually it up. let's start with this because if nobody listened to the last time you were here, which they should have, but if they missed that one, Jeff dis- decided, you know, at some point in his life, did, made a declaration: "Hey, I'm 90% Vikings, but I'm 10% Bills, but they're my 1A, 1B. I don't even want to say 1A, 1B, just 1A and 1A." It's actually 90-10. It's 90-10. So you did come to that conclusion, and then I said maybe we'll get them back on if the week, you know, that they're playing, November the 13th, huge game. Some called it the Buckner Bowl, and we were going to pick that game today, but because of what's going on with Josh Allen, I, you know, he's hurt, right? So he's got this elbow problem, UCL, and here's kind of what I was wondering about when I saw this news. I was wondering about you. Are you, like, happy when you see the news because they're playing the Vikings, or are you like, (laughs) oh, no, like – what what's gonna what's gonna happen to my well, bills long term but this week it's good for my vikings this this is a, there's a lot of factors and i'm gonna ramble on for a little little bit here first factor is you know i want i want the vikings to win but even as a fan of any sport i don't want to see anyone get injured oh okay like, it hurt me when i saw vander kane get injured thank you so you know um <laughs> but if the vikings even win this game it's kind of once again people can say oh they will say Mickey yeah. Mouse win. Mickey Mouse you. win. Cool. But the interesting part is that if Josh Allen doesn't play, 
We got the Minneapolis miracle against us. Yes. Case Keenum, Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that- Made the most famous play in Vikings history going against the Vikings. Yeah. That was a phenomenal non-answer. So I, I'll, I'll so, ask. <laughs> no, so I'm going to I'm gonna continue on here. There's a lot going on here. Like, I'm not happy. Like, even okay. if I'd want the Vikings to win, if they lost, I'd be pretty mad. Even, but also. But I'd want, like. 10% of you, though. <laughs> no, because that 10, like, I can't be 100%. It's an all or nothing. Unless it's, it's an all, okay, yeah. okay. The Vikings have to win for me to be happy in this game. Okay, Luca, you are a Bills fan, so how are you holding up? Is this kind of like a how like how long have you been on the Bills? Is this like an all over again situation? Are you getting panicked because it seems like this is the year, but now you got a loss and you got this elbow thing, which I know a UCL, like especially for you know, I think you're a minor baseball guy. That's kind of a scary three letters there. Yeah, well. uh, can't say I'm a, I'm even a minor baseball guy. Um, okay, I missed swing and miss. My bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think a loss could be in the cards. I don't know how. I don't know how much we can trust Case Keenum if he comes into play. Um, but we, we are for dead in that. Josh Allen, four six five, two hundred something pounds, big boy, mentally tough. If if he plays, I think I think he's going to be at his best level. I don't think pain affects a guy like that. Um, so yeah, we're just going to roll the bikes. Let's go. That's, that's the spirit uh, I like to I'm hear. Saying. I could see him, you know, just suiting up regardless and playing pretty well. Like he does, he is kind of built different. I know they like to use that B I L L T thing, which is, I mean, a little cringe, but what yeah. are you going to do? I could see him doing it though. Sedge, you're, you're Vikings now. You've played, if, if he misses, this is the fourth backup quarterback you're going to play. You're a big Vikings fan. What are you now, seven and one? If you go to seven eight and one, one. beating Case, Case Keenum, or like, are you going to have to conform to the people who say that this is a pretty Mickey Mouse eight and one, or are you still believing? You know, when I heard the news initially, I was worried that people were going to be on Twitter and everyone's got their Twitter fingers on saying Mickey Mouse win. Wow. Honestly, I don't care about all that. I care about the number one seed. And this, Let's go. this puts us one week closer to the number one seed. <laughs> Our real test will be against Adams Cowboys next week. Wow. The game that keeps getting teased, dude. Adams Cowboys Vikings game is going to be absolutely intense, which I mean, right. if it is, it's coming down to Vikings Eagles again, which was the NFC championship game back when the Minneapolis miracle happened. People forget that. So home field could swing there. I don't know that you'll get to 16 and one, which it seems <laughs> like you're going to have to. And but... even if you do, like you don't have the tiebreaker against Philly because they beat you. So Fair point. So they're going to have to lose two, one to Dallas probably, and then one to one of the garbage teams they play in the next couple of weeks, but yeah, not a bad idea. <laughs> Another issue with the Vikings is that, you know, me and Phil, we were discussing this earlier. They haven't really beat a real team. No, exactly. The, the only team with a winning record they beat is Miami and Miami used two backup quarterbacks in that game. It was painful to watch. And we, they out yarded us barely. And now five. we're going into, we're playing bills this week. Cowboys, we Cowboys, Patriots, Jets. Jets somehow have a winning record, but those are four teams with a winning record. Verbal meme. Patriots are the the, the dragon that makes the silly face in that in that line. <laughs> Verbal meme. That's that's what people are thinking. <laughs> the Colts, they made it they, a lot of the headlines this week. These are my guys kind of low key because it looks like I saw. Well, we can get to the later part of this in a second. Why they're now my guys again. But they did fire Frank Reich, who's been hyped up on this show, been getting a lot of hype. He's 40 and 33. Now, I do feel like he'll get another job again, even though I do think he's like a little bit of a dumbass. But if you like break it down, you gave the guy five different quarterbacks in five different years, and he had a winning record. I think well, the guy merits another chance based off that alone. Well, he uh, he requested Wentz. This is true. He said, get me Wentz. And he was like, I'll fix him. That's not <laughs> he, exactly And he good. broke yeah. him even worse than before. Irreversible damage, some would say. <laughs> Look, terrible. Yes. So, so maybe you're right there. Yeah, but so I do think he was kind of dealt a bad hand. Yeah, he but was dealt a bad hand. He must be pretty happy, though, because there's no way the Colts are going to look any better now that they're 3-5-1 and one, and they're bringing in Jeff Saturday. And Jeff Saturday, I saw somebody broke this down in Cowboys terms. I've sent it to Adam, which oh, it was basically just they fire Mike McCarthy, they bench Dak, and then they hire Travis Frederick as head coach. That's basically <laughs> how it breaks down if you correlate it to another team. Just a little comparison there for people. But... This is a wild move. He only coached high school football. He's the first coach in NFL history ever hired with no coaching experience in college or NFL. He's number one. And Jim Mercer, 
He's our boy. We, we, we love the giveaways, but that was a tough showing at the press conference this week. He actually said, I'm happy that he doesn't have experience coaching because he's not tainted by analytics. I think he said, I don't know what makes a sausage, but I do know what makes a good NFL team. That was another real life quote. So it's been a bit of a tough week, but the silver lining in it all is Jeff Saturday said he's not, you know, he's not ruling out the possibility that we could see ice again and Matty Ice could return under center. So, Adam, you were the Colts guy, picked him to win the Super Bowl, said 25-20 big value. Is are you happier? You think they're closer now than they were on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I'm gonna have to get out in front of this one and say they're not closer. I'm I'm gonna have to say that I was wrong, I think. That was so, great. Um, yeah, I know. Even though, like, Matty Ice possibly coming back, like, that's a step in the right direction. I was kind of a fan. It's like an entertainment fan, and I actually unironically think he makes the team better than the backup, at least. So, um, but, yeah, this is going to be, like, a like a rough rebuild. Very yeah. rough. And I don't want to jump ahead to locks of the week, but this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to bet major money against Jeff Saturday. This is a major opportunity. But... Then you have to take Josh McDaniels and you got to give like seven. So maybe, I don't know. We'll get to that later. Not to step on any toes, but what do you think of this one here, Luca? You got anything on the Colts? See, I think it's a clearly a tanking move. I, I think, I think they watched Matt Ryan. They watched the last few years and, you know, you know, having all these different vets come in, play the whole season and realize this, this isn't a win. For, this isn't a, win, a winning formula. Um, so, so Jim Mercer said, okay, I'm going to hire Jeff Saturday. He's gonna he's gonna take the fall for us. He's gonna lose a lot of games. We're, we're gonna shoot for Bryce Young and, and try and try and start fresh with a QB that we hope is is a lot better. Um, I like the take. I think that's pretty sound logic because I mean I I kind of agree with it. We know he's a wild guy. He's like okay, let me just get mangled at this press conference, like say some wild stuff, like promote my best friend to head coach, fire anybody who has any experience kind of a good move if you think about it like subtle like is he crazy tanking which it's not as blatant so it works out for him you got anything on the Colts, sedge um so we touched on jeff saturday getting hired of course but i think there was an even crazier promotion within the Colts organization and that's their play caller so their play caller is now parks frazier who is a 30 year old and he was just this right hand man to frank reich but he's kind of a nobody in the organization and they basically just promoted him. He was the assistant quarterbacks coach, and now he's calling plays. He's going to be telling Sam Ellinger what to do. I heard that he's kind of like Sam Ellinger's guy, that he's like, oh. they're like boys, which the age difference isn't that far off, so you could kind of see it working. He, well, not, they, they had nobody on staff with any play-calling experience, from what I understand. They did have two former head coaches, John Fox and Gus Bradley, who got passed up. I mean, it's to say, I mean, John Fox was a head coach. Gus yeah. Bradley was kind of a meme. I don't think this is always a bad thing because the Cowboys kind of did the same thing. Like he's pretty much Kellen Moore. Like Kellen Moore was our third string quarterback for like 10 years straight, played like maybe two games, and then he just became the play caller. He's sick. So, I mean, I can't really judge that. It can work. Let's go, Adam. Take the side of the inexperienced guy. I respect that. <laughs> yeah. That's big. I think I think it, it'll be more pass heavy, like especially with a guy who's in Ellinger's corner. Probably, but but they do have JT. But JT is kind of like you know, we're yeah, kind of looking yeah. at 2017 Adrian Peterson right now. So it, just falling right off a cliff, like doesn't miss a practice his whole life. Everyone's always reporting that, and then I don't know if he's. I don't, I don't know. He's been to one. In six I don't weeks. know if he's been to one. I think he just might be sitting at home during practice time, taking extra nap time. He was <laughs> limited ridiculous. today. He was he limited will, today, so he is back. Let's go. That probably means you're stretching on the sidelines. Tell me you're a fantasy owner without telling me you're a fantasy owner, right there, (laughs) Luca. That was big. (laughs) It is. It is going to be a a great poverty bowl on Sunday, though. (laughs) That's my new favorite thing. If two teams in the poverty zone are going at it, that gets me instantly fired up. So a Colts Raiders matchup. That's perfect. I can't wait. Uh, Only other stuff we have before we get to picks. I saw Matt Stafford's in concussion protocol for the Rams, which, I mean, things can't really get much worse for them. And then they're playing the Cardinals this weekend, and Kyler Murray's also in it, not practicing some sort of hamstring injury day-to-day. So we could end up with a McCoy versus Wolford on Sunday, which I think sums up pretty well where the Cardinals and the Rams are at this season if we get a McCoy versus Wolford game. So Colt McCoy, whatever. I'm looking at the third-string quarterback. I'm assuming something's happened to Colt McCoy. Trace McSorley. 
Some oh, call him wow. the GOAT. If Trace McSorley is out there on that pitch, it's a blowout. It is a blowout. <laughs> if he gets on that fast SoFi Stadium turf, look out because we are going to be seeing nonstop highlights on Sunday. So I like that. Maybe I'll hop on the Cardinals, even though Cliff Kingsbury is pitching a one and seven career against McVay. But still, I might have to trace McSorley kind of negates. We don't we worry hit... about the stats. We yeah, just exactly. worry about vibes here. Exactly. That's, that's the main stress. We're on to picks this week. Here's the thing. We have guest pickers on, which is good. I love having guest pickers. I'll talk about Adam's record first. Last week, he pitched a one and four. Tough. And it is one and four because we pushed the uh, the Bucks game. So one and four, you've been kind of up and down. Are you, you're 26 and 27 for the year. How are you holding up over there? It's fine. Um, I'm just going to, you know, stay around 500 kind of try to get back up on my locks. That's kind of what I worry about and uh, maybe make a push towards the end. There you go. That's the spirit. I had a two and three. I've been doing better. I've won three locks in a row. So I'm looking to keep that going, but outside of that, not a great year for me, but we'll keep going. You have a good thing going with Alex. You made picks from last show and you nailed all of his, the ones that he wanted, you gave them all. So you're going to stick with Alex and make picks for him. What did he get that week again? Yeah, I think he went three and three, but you. Which I mean, is this would be considered his second best week? I'm looking at it. But he would have gone, he would have gone two and four because you fixed his lock for him. That's right. Yeah, I gave I I locked his team and it, like that's what I call confidence. So you have a good thing going with him. So you're gonna stick with him this week. I'm Alex again. This you week. are Alex again. I think you're having a pretty good year overall. No, like you're not doing bad this uh, year. No, these last two weeks I've been dreadful. Oh, uh, so just sorry, Alex. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> you're due for a good week. That's the way I see it. And now we've got an interesting situation going on with Owen's picks because we have two guests. So they're gonna conjoin their brains together. And they're going to have to agree on a selection, which I think whoever feels strongly just pitch the guy. And then if you like bounce it back, then we go to like an arbiter and he decides. So I think that's the game plan, but you're picking under Owen's name. He's got such a lead. You could all like, you know, you could maybe just not submit picks. Like just don't come to a term and then maybe give us some time to catch up. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but we'll get it going. We got the Falcons. They're taking on the Panthers. Tough, tough game for Al Michaels, tough game for anybody's eyeballs. Big NFC South matchup, most electric division in the sport. The line, the Falcons on the road, minus three. And the Panthers are wearing their all-black uniforms with the black helmets. Those have been getting a lot of hype. They'll look good. They will look good. And that's really the most interesting thing anybody could say about this game. I think P.J. Walker's playing. If that, in fact, like, in fact, him or Baker getting three points at home, it looks like it'll be P.J. Walker. So... There's this, there's the line. What do you like, Adam? Um, this line kind of surprised me. I'm gonna take Atlanta. I know it's like one of those they're like trying to beg me to pick Atlanta, so I'm just gonna take it. And there's a chance this pushes, and I'm okay with another push. But I'll just take the Falcons. I don't hate it. I mean, to be fair, this is a this is a textbook classic minus three. Like just the absolute classic. Don't care what the don't care about this game minus three. So respect to that. You're making the picks under the Alex name. What do you like? I'm gonna have to agree with Adam here. Like last last time they played, it was oh, it was a it was actually a great game. <laughs> like that was an all time game. Even though you know, this one won't be two terrible teams. It's Thursday. We're in, gonna be in a monsoon. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to take the minus three because I think. The run game. You're talking about the Huntley, Huntley, Patterson, Algier, Algier. Patterson. Those three will like Mixon got five touchdowns. It's true. Them. I think they're gonna run all over them, especially in a damn monsoon. This is supposed to rain. It is. I. That's what I heard a couple days ago. Okay, so that's good insight. Thank you. So that's a why I think. Yeah, <laughs> forecasts can't change. Jeff has a seven day weather report on Falcon Panthers. Yeah, yeah, I always got it on lock just in case. He's added it all for all the cities, and then he just like scrolls down to check on game day what the weather's going to be. Does the hourly? Gotta now, stay updated for if I want to start DJ more in fantasy. That's a good point. The, I mean, they usually have the little cloud next to his yeah, name to let you know. The fact that I have to start him is pretty awful. That but, is you know? a sad state of affairs. But yeah, I'm going with Atlanta. Okay, that's the spirit. Now, I think everybody's going to take Atlanta, so I'm going to hop on 
Carolina. And mainly why I'm doing this is Caleb, he sent me the game notes. He was our supposed guest today. And he wrote game of the year, Falcons minus five and a half. So he had the alternate spread at five and a half for some reason. And, but here's the thing. He did write game of the year, but he put a line through it. So I think he got a little scared. And that alone is enough for me to take the Panthers in a game that I don't care about and won't be watching. So any takes on this one, Luca and said, you got to come together here. Uh, I'm thinking Falcons, Sedge, and I hope we're on the I'm, same page. I'm thinking Falcons as well. I don't like the go. Panthers at all. I don't yeah, think anyone I mean, likes the Panthers really, but. No, I, I think the Panthers off the bottom are just worse in every facet of the game. Uh, maybe not their passing offense i'm pretty sure an actual hurricane is is rolling through on thursday and that that's <laughs> what that forecast is there but it, it can be both i think i don't know maybe not but uh yeah i'm gonna take the team with the better russian offense and and the better and the better defense which i think is atlanta easy look easy. at that good teamwork boys that's how it's done we'll see if we can break that teamwork down later yeah we'll see if we can cause <laughs> a wedge in between them that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world um if you were also wondering what calem's notes were the rest of it he had 79 percent of public money on atl minus two and a half exercise quota panthers are dead in the water i don't know what any of that means <laughs> But that was a part of the game notes. So just so the people know. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're gonna have to get him to clarify. He's probably he also said he also said the line is being polluted by the close matchup they had a few weeks ago. Mm. So That's he when he had it pollution. on the alternate spread at five and a half. Yeah. He had to bet it up. <laughs> Big game, Germany game. NFL in Munich this weekend, which I think we probably have to go to Luca here first, considering he came out right away and said, I'm a Borussia Dortmund fan. So we can get the German guy to talk about the German game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Seattle Seahawks at in quotations. Now here's the thing. If I know one thing about 2022, Tom Brady, he doesn't want to go to Germany. There's no way this guy's enjoying himself. He's going to fly in on Saturday night like, like it's a concert, like the night before, and then just leave right after the game. But anyway, big game. Actually kind of worth waking up for. So we'll go to Luca first here. What do you like? First off, i got to say I'm not German. Proud Serbian man. Um, but thank you. But thank you for coming. You like a German team was what he was that. saying. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm feeling Seattle here. And not just because I think they're a better coach team. I think after a nice long flight with everyone tired, coaching is going to matter more. You're going to want a nice, clear, concise mind, leaner team. And that, and that's what Pete Carroll is to me. One thing to note, though, Kenny Walker III uh, does not have a passport at the moment. He can get an expedited one from what I'm reading, but there may be no Kenny Walker in this game, which <laughs> might, be enough to make me flip, might be enough to make me flip my pick. But for now, I'm going to say Seattle. What do you like, Sedge? You agree? I think I got to agree. A small part of me wants to believe that Tom Brady's going to go and put on a show, last hurrah in Europe, but I don't know. That Bucks run defense has been terrible recently, and if Kenneth Walker plays, he's running right through them, and they're covering two and a half pretty easy, I think. I kind of like the take by you boys coming together again to take the Seahawks. I, I, I do have a question about last hurrah Europe though. Like, he's on this, like, I don't know, maybe he's just like, Oh, he's getting on a play. He's got to prove to the whole world one last time. That, like he's, he's the go. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. But I'm no, still don't, don't talk yourself out of it because you said you had the answer right there. You said he wants to show it to the world, and this is literally showing it to the world. It's international mode. So Mr. Worldwide now. He, he could be. He could exactly be. I'm like the Seahawks here as well. I like a lot of what you guys said about the coaching and being on the same page. And I also saw Pete Carroll. We've seen Tyler Lockett taking digs at Russell Wilson, and I also saw Pete Carroll this week saying it's nice that Geno Smith wears the wristband with the plays on it. The last quarterback didn't want to do that. So <laughs> – Another subtweet <laughs> against Russell Wilson. I think the Seahawks are very much united, and I like them to go into Germany and roll the Buccaneers. Adam, what do you like? Um, I like the Seahawks as well for all the reasons listed. They're just the better team. I think so. I'm a believer, dude, and they're getting two and a half, which I should have mentioned at the start of this. Tampa somehow favored in this one, so it's just a bonus that we like to take the points here. But, Jeff, are you going to make it a sweep? Absolutely not. I don't believe in sweeps. Um <laughs> That's I was I, I honestly was leaning a little bit. I, I was confused about this game because I think the Seahawks are the better team, but there's got to be some reason they're mm -hmm. throwing Tampa Bay at minus two and a half. 
It's true. And, you know, as Sedge said, Mr. Worldwide, man, last hurrah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it'll be his last one, but apparently it is. Sedge just confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah, he, he told me he's retiring after the season. Yeah, so <laughs> Sedge has got that insider info. So I... And I mean, I think there's a lot of dysfunction in that Tampa Bay locker room. I think that's a great take. I think that's I think that's exactly correct. But I think they'll pull it together and they're they're not a terrible team. They're just not the team they were last year or the year before. They've lost a lot of pieces. I think I think Tommy's gonna come out and play. I think he showed what he still has last Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my money in Tampa Bay. I like how that started as like, a, I might do this and it finished as I'm going to do it. You really talked yourself into that yeah, one. It was that's what good, I was doing there. Good progression. <laughs> Undefeated while divorced. People forget that. So don't write that down. In your Separated. Stats. Fair. That's another way to put it. <laughs> Adam, your Dallas Cowboys are traveling to Lambeau Field to take on the Packers. Cowboys minus four and a half is the line. They're on the road. Packers have lost five in a row. They're going to need a win here, but this is also Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau and return to Green Bay. If you saw his press conference, he was getting very choked up about the possibility of going back. Not the possibility. He's going, dude. He's making the plane. He doesn't have Kenny Kenny Walker passport problems. The other thing that was going on, I saw is Rodgers was saying McCarthy deserves a really warm welcome. I know Rodgers is deep down hoping he gets booed, but regardless, not the point. Adam, your Cowboys, I know what you're going to do here, but just do it. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Um, If I was going to argue for Green Bay, I would say this is the biggest Aaron Rodgers has been an underdog in his career at home. And I kind of used that card when he was an underdog. I think it was two weeks ago. And I took the Packers. Or No, no, I didn't take the Packers. And it bit me in the ass. But I'm going to still take the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys too. Like the Packers just have looked so bad this season. Aaron Jones was walking in a boot last game, like at the end of last game. I just they think he's gonna play, but he's still, you know. Yeah, like he'll obviously not be a hundred percent. And I think the Cowboys are a good team. Like, I, I hate to say Us. it, but the Cowboys are a good team. So I think yep. four and a half, like only four and a half is generous. I think two field goals, a touchdown, no matter what, they're they're at least covering that. You'd think. You would think because they do look like the better team, and I would like to take the Cowboys and I as want, well. Yeah, and I want to see Aaron Rodgers just slip into insanity, like he's slowly losing it. I'd <laughs> that love to would see be. That. I, we're getting closer and closer. <laughs> you that, see him screaming last game. <laughs> I did after he threw it into a guy's helmet. Yeah, I did see that. But yeah. I I do want to take Dallas here because I do think they're better oh, in pretty much every facet of the game. But that means I have to take Dallas Cowboys. So. <laughs> But I also I do want to see Aaron Rodgers hit insanity mode, but that means I have to take Dallas. So I'm going to take Green Bay, and I'm going to trust the tundra once we've hit November that the tundra will take effect, and that the Packers will somehow zombie walk their way to seven and ten or eight and nine and finish this respectably enough to draft a linebacker like 14th overall. That's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> but what do you like boys like there? Said you want to pitch first here? Yeah, Luca. I'm feeling the Cowboys. That defense is elite. You know. The Packers offense is a mess, and I don't think I can justify myself taking the Packers in any cause, especially when they're this bad. I agree with that take. I recently watched the new Brett Coleman video about the Packers. So, you know, all, all my opinions are based off this, but the Packers do suck, and the Cowboys um, do not suck. So, for that reason, it's quite simple. I'm taking the Cowboys. Shout out, Blake Coleman. That was, that was a great shout out. I like it, dude respect great teamwork by the team over there so shout out to you guys that's three dallas's and one green bay the uh sunday night football niners chargers in san francisco niners minus six and a half now this is very exciting because adam you can vouch groundbreaking moment right here and credit to adam for booking this guest first ever female guest in the history of the show and she's a big charger fan so shout out to emily who's joining us right now Tell me about how you became a Charger fan. Like, I want to hear the like, what made you look at those powder blues and Philip Rivers and think, yep, that's me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so I, I, my dad was a huge fan. So I like watched them kind of casually growing up. Um, but then in 2013, I got to go to San Diego at the time, Qualcomm Stadium, got to see my first NFL game. And then from there, just I was like all about Philip Rivers, all about everything. So, yeah, I've just followed them ever since. And that was a win over the Chiefs to get into the playoffs for the first time in a couple of years. So it was definitely a fun atmosphere. 
I love to hear that. I that makes me so happy. That's pretty. That is a great origin story right there. The the team right now, you know, five and three, but you're lacking some playmakers and you can't stop the run. How do you feel going into this one? Niners off a bye. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game for sure. Hoping to get Allen back, but we'll see. Hoping to get Bosa back, but we'll see. This point, it's just Herbert and the practice squad, but hopefully Eckler can get a couple of touchdowns and keep us in the game. And hopefully our practice squad kicker can come out big again. That is he, he his name does rhyme with kicker. So that helps indeed. Now I'm on the fence here. So like you would know better than me. Should I be taking the chargers right now? Should I be taking the 49ers? Are you scared about this game? Let me know. I wouldn't bet against the chargers. They find a way to win. They like Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray back on defense. They've been they've been good this year, and I think they're they've heard enough about them not stopping the run that I think Staley will fire them up and get them ready to stop the run this week. You've got me sold. I'm I'm ready to run to the bank with a second mortgage on the Chargers right now. Don't worry, I'll be doing that. Now the other question I have for you is the Chargers. You know they're kind of like. Uh, how do, how do I say this nicely? Like they, like they make a lot of big mistakes at like bad times. You know what I'm saying? So like, do you have like a, they are a little bit of chokers, but do you have like a worst moment as a charger fan? Like what was the bottom barrel? Was it the tie against Oakland or. Ooh, yeah. Last I, there's been a lot. Let's just say that our kicking <laughs> has been terrible the past couple of years. So to get Hopkins and have him come up big on one leg a couple of weeks ago was that unbelievable. Was that was but um worst moment I don't know just any time in those big games where we're so close to like make like even last year against the Raiders like you said it was just it was just gut-wrenching but definitely hard to be a Chargers fan high blood pressure for sure but (laughs) yeah definitely but hopefully they can come out this at the end of the season and carry it out do you want to see them like I know Brandon Steely I mean I give him a lot of flack are you are you thinking like me? Adam does as well. I'm sure everybody <laughs> yeah. else does. Are you of the mind like let's get Herbert? Like, but you seem very positive. So, are you? Do you think he's good? He's the guy. Herbert's the guy for sure. I think Staley he makes some interesting calls, but it keeps it exciting to say the least. And at least yeah. you're never bored. So, and most I think on fourth downs this year when we've gone for it, it's been like a hundred percent. We made it every time. So. I'll take it. <laughs> wow. This is maybe the most positive person I've ever met. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> the, the charges have not gotten to your soul and like been some sort of black mold, but this is great. I'm all over the charges this week. Adam, did you have anything you wanted to ask as well? No, I just wanted to hear about the like origin story and kind of the transition from like, cause I didn't know if you were like a San Diego, like connected to the city. And then when they moved to LA, like, that affect anything or just just the chargers yeah i was always just chargers it was mostly philip rivers for me i i love him he's such a wholesome guy just the best on the field trash talker (laughs) um but yeah we were really lucky in the transition to la was kind of it was kind of philip rivers area in san diego and it moved to justin herbert in la so we were lucky to go from one franchise quarterback to the next in an instant, pretty much. And well, did you become doctor, a but... <laughs> did you become a Colts fan when he went over to the Colts? Or I mean, I cheered for him to like have a couple touchdowns every game, but if it was against the Chargers, then absolutely not. <laughs> Respect. Good for you. That's a fan who knows her limits right there. So I'm happy to hear that. I vote. And I'm voting this because this is such a momentous occasion that everybody takes the Chargers and we go Charger Mania bolt up this weekend. Is everybody in a green, Jeff? Yeah, no, you brought you brought some good stuff up. My first game was a Chargers game. Was it? It was. I watched the Chargers lose in overtime, but it was a Chargers game. There you go. <laughs> so uh, you would you convinced me. I want to see the Chargers win one here. Let's go. And Sedge and Luca, you're on that too. I'm down with the Chargers. We'll do it for the culture. Yeah, I was not gonna take the Chargers. Well, I forced you to. Yeah, so you're now taking you're going to have to do it. Now. Okay. All okay. right. Run Charger Mania. Thank you, Emily. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Wow. That was she convinced me. That was actually incredible stuff. She dude. actually like I, I was going to take Niners the whole way, and by the end of it, I was like, I want to see the Chargers win. Me too. I absolutely agree. Great job by Emily coming on there. 
I mean, again, I, I did pull some stats as to why I like the Niners so much. And I was going to hit her <laughs> with them and just fluster her and be like, ah, but then, <laughs> but then when she started going about the charges, I just, I, the wave came over me and I was just bolt mania. So now I'm all on the charges. Okay, and but stats what, did, what, garbage. what did uh, Caleb say about the charges? Oh yeah. Good point. Let me go into the, I, I want to hear what he has to say. He said, quote, hate it. That was his first line. <laughs> and then he said, primetime Eckler liable to take this game over. I think he meant, is able but it looks like liable and then he said not divisional but regional so (laughs) (laughs) what does that have to do with anything i think it's so so southern california northern california that did it for him there he is i don't know what he's really into maybe he spends a lot of time looking at maps but those are pretty solid notes he does niners are looking healthy though again i love the niners in this game but i'm bolting up that's the only way i can do it bolt up in honor bolt of Emily, up, bolt up. Everybody bolt up this weekend. This line's big enough that you can do it. Monday night football, Washington Commanders at Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know about you guys, but for the Eagles, like for an eight, no team, they have about the least amount of hype that I can uh, remember a team having at eight. No. Yeah. The Cardinals were eight and no last year. Um, I think they were pretty unhyped. Actually. No, that's a lie. I think the Steelers, you know, was a pretty unhyped team. I was going to say, how much hate did the Steelers get? Yeah, I've kind of blocked that out of my mind. (laughs) The uh, this Eagles team doesn't get a lot of love, though. I know they played pretty much nobody, but at least it's not like they've been like the Steelers that year. They were beating the Jags by like a last minute field goal and like sweating it out. The the Eagles at least will wallop a team if they get them in the ring. So I think they earn a little more respect. They are at home and they do have a little bit of extra time to prepare, considering they played on Thursday and it's minus ten and a half against the in division Commanders, who the Commanders have. I mean, no hype around the commanders right now at four and five, but the fans are pretty excited because it does look like Snyder is going to eventually sell this thing. I did see that him, that uh, Bezos, Jay-Z and McConaughey were at dinner planning to move, but then they said Snyder wouldn't even sell to Bezos for 10 billion because he doesn't like Amazon, which <laughs> Snyder is one of those guys that any headline about him could be completely fake and you would have to believe. So that's sort of the state of things with the Durs here, but what do you like in this one, Jeff? It is again Philadelphia minus ten. And this a half. this is a difficult one because in division games, I'd like to say that they usually stay close, and this is a two score like spread. Mm-hmm. But the like Vikings beat the forty uh, Commanders last week, but well, the Commanders are bad. They are. Do you know what's going on with Chase Young? I think he's just not healthy yet i heard he re uh reheard his injury and in, i think the springtime last i heard he was I, I gonna come back for the vikings yeah he started practicing with the team mm. mentioned. and then he, he didn't the and was on the sideline getting hyped with his headset on while he did nothing so is him is mm. him playing enough to get you to take the dirt here or what do you i mean? just i just don't believe that an in-division game on monday night is gonna be that much of a blowout even though these monday night games have been pretty terrible this year but I think it'll I think it'll at least be close. So I think they'll they'll cover ten and a half. Come I I hate taking it, but they'll cover ten and a half. There you go. I like the pick. You talked yourself into it. I, I hate it. I don't want it, but I but here we are. That's okay. You you ended up with it. So and you know what? Worst, it's it's on Alex now. Yeah, it's you have no accountability. This is an ultimate win win for you. Let's go to the next guest pickers. Said you want to throw first. I like the Eagles here. After watching watching the Durs last week, it just I I can't take them. And the fact that it's in Philadelphia, the link's going to be fired up. Divisional game Monday night. I think they blow them out. I think it's a two score game, or a bit more than a two score game at least. Luca, I hate to disagree with you for the first time today, but I have to disagree. I liked what Jeff said, and I kind of feel that way. Any divisional matchup, I'm taking the dog if it's a huge huge spread like this one is. Ten and a half is just a lot of points, and I do hate it. I'm, I'm just going to be re- repeating what Jeff says here. The Philadelphia Eagles are so much better than the Commanders. It, 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 it's not even funny. But divisional matchups, I'm not. I'm not taking the double-digit favorites. I'm going with the Durs. Um, I'll let you hold the, the the coin flip for this pick, though. Oh man, against the secondary like the Eagles, I, I feel like they're going to put up. 10 or less points. And I think the Eagles can blow out that defense in the air. Oh, I'm sorry, Luca, I'm vetoing here. I'm taking yeah, no. the Eagles. That's cool. Here That's we cool. go. 
Yeah, I absolutely love the Commanders in this one. Um, it's mostly because it's Monday it's night. It's it's never said. Yeah. Monday night, um, it's the second divisional matchup between two teams, which is always a close game statistically. The underdog covers more in the second time a divisional opponent or a divisional teams play each other. So this spread is just way too big for a second divisional matchup. You've already seen the Eagles this year. You can make your adjustments, and you can keep this one a little closer. I do like the Durs as well. Not really a reason why. I don't know why I would like the Durs, but I I, something just about loading up the number. I was like, I oh, just just give me the points. I don't know what it was, but it just I, it was an instinct, and I'm trusting my instinct, and I'm going to ride out with the Durs with you and Adam. So that's a win. Locks of the week. It's time because Adam's ready to go. Yeah, I am ready to go. Um, so my original walk of the week was going to be the 49ers, but um, I was forced to bolt up. Vito, Vito, Vito. We're yeah, bolting I was up. Forced to, I was forced to bolt up. So I had to come up with like an emergency backup. And uh, I just really love New Orleans playing Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Um, I'm not sure why this line is so small. Um, Pittsburgh just kind of sucks. But they're also I, off a bye, which is an ultimate a, a way to trick my brain completely. It could be the Texans, but they're off a bye. Yeah, Mike Tomlin off a bye. Like, I guess that kind of makes sense why this line is so small. But, I mean, it could be Bill Belichick. It could be Andy Reid off a bye coaching this team. And I just don't think they're going to be able to get it done. So I love the Saints. Yeah. I mean, I had it, you know, in consideration. I just don't lock against my own team. But I do really like the pick. I think it's strong. <laughs> Jeff, what do you have? I got Tennessee minus two and a half against Denver. At home against Denver. Denver's so bad, man. I, they're, they're coming off a bye, though. I'll give you that. They're coming That's off true. A bye. But Denver is just so, so bad. But they're 1-0 since Russell Wilson discovered the high knees on the plane. <laughs> yeah, Uh I doubt that that's the first time he's been doing high knees on the plane, whispering to himself, let's ride. I'm locking in the Titans. I think Alex just... would not like this pick. Cause I think an, an extra like layer to this. He'll like it when it's Titans. right. He'll like it yeah, when it's the, right. The Titans are five and three and Denver's three and five. And both of these teams are teams that should finish 500. So like, it just makes sense for Denver to win. Like even though, you know, like they would, like they would bring each other close, closer to their eventual destiny type of. Yeah. Game. Yeah. It's a fair way to explain it, but you, you're really riding with the Titan. Of all the games, that's the one that jumped out at me. Like, I'm locking Tennessee. There you go. Riding with the Titans. I like the pick. <laughs> Except I don't. I like Denver, but I want people to take <laughs> Tennessee so that I can take Denver, and then I can be greedy and take my winnings. My lock of the week this week, I do like for some reason, the Cleveland Browns plus three and a half traveling to Miami. They are off a bye. Last time we saw them, they did get a big win, but I have this new you know, strategy in mind that any line I see and I'm like, hmm, why is it like this? And then it never moves the entire week. Just take it. So this line is not moving. And I know Miami's getting hammered. They're six and three Cleveland's five and five, you know, three and five. Three and five. Yes. Yeah, so I know people are going to like Miami. They're at home, but Miami hasn't beat anybody on this little three game win streak. And then I did see Jacoby Brissett who played for Miami last year. He's from Miami. They said revenge game. Like, well, how are you preparing? And he said, I'm not doing anything different. I just want to win, which I like, even though he's Jacoby Brissett. Like if you give me a strong quote like that, I'm going to want to take you. So I'm going with the Browns plus three and a half Stefanski two and oh off a of bye career. I did pull that stat. So credit to me. Amari Cooper off a of bye too. That's anytime the Browns come up, Amari Cooper's not far behind, courtesy of the man in maroon. Luca, you ready to make the first pitch? I think so. Um, initially, I was going to roll, roll with Miami minus 3.5. Um, me too, Luca. Me too. Really? <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. You can do walk it. Walk off. against me. Walk off. The thing is, the thing is, I pulled up the stats, and the Cleveland Browns are not as bad of a pass defense as I thought yeah, they were. Or, I thought they in- were bad. Earlier in the season, they were horrendous, but they're they're a little bit better than league average yeah. right now. So my thinking was going up against Waddle, going up against uh, Tyree Kill, going up against Tua. Well, I, I've been singing Tua's praises. Adam can testify to that. Um, I thought it was going to be a rough go for Cleveland. But after seeing the stats that I saw, I think I'm diverting. I, I think I'm going with Houston plus six and a half. Because what we saw 
last week against the Eagles. They could keep a game close. They didn't look incompetent. They looked like they could, you know, do do a mild amount of damage on the offensive end, but most of their defense impressed me. And now they're going up against the Giants, who I feel like pretty much all their wins have been one score. Like they're not exactly a team that 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 you know blow other teams out. Um, so I think that stays within one score. I'm loving Houston there. That's my lock. I like that pick actually, but I was looking now, and I'm liking the Chiefs minus nine and a half. Uh, I think Jacksonville's getting a few extra points for that win against the Raiders last week, but I don't think they're that good. I think they stink. Um, I think the Chiefs will roll over them at Arrowhead, but I'm good to go with the Texans with you. I'm, Let's go. I'm, ta- I'm taking the VO this time. And that go is an it. extremely Owen type of pick. That That is Owen to a T. He loves Davis Mills for some exotic reason. <laughs> And that neck, makes dude. perfect sense. It is the neck. You can see more than the average guy can for sure. So I it's think like a giraffe. It is. It is like a giraffe. It really is, except more girth. It's stronger. So <laughs> the locks this week, we got the Browns, we got the Texans, we got the Titans. And Adam, you had the the Saints. The Saints. What? The Saints. Could I ask again what Caleb picked? It, his game of the year was the Falcons minus five oh, and a half so- alternate spread. He wants five and a half. He's adding points. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he was gonna lock that. <laughs> it is. I don't think. I don't. I don't think that was his lock of the week. Looking at those notes, I think. I think he just thought that would be an exciting game. Maybe. I don't but, you know. know I, I think. I think that was his lock because he didn't write down a lock, and I told him to bring a lock. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was that. There we go. He also wrote that he's been getting killed on Monday nights, but he picked the Eagles. So maybe that bodes well for us dirt pick because he's been getting killed on Monday nights, apparently. So we love the Durs, baby. We yes, yes we sir. do. Some of us on this show do, three of us. So there we go for picks. So that's good. We got a teamwork done. Well done. The first ever female guest. That was a big block. That was a huge that was segment. big. That was breaking barriers. And credit to Adam for booking our first female guest who will be back to talk some bolts if we win this bet, maybe potentially. I think only other things that are going on that I saw, I saw Dwight Howard's playing in Taiwan now, which is good for Dwight Howard. Go get the money, dude. Respect. Like what a career champion. Good for you. Go to Taiwan, like make some money. Did you guys want to do flames because you're here? Sedge, before you like before you go, do you want to do some flames or how are you hanging in? You can do a quick rundown. It's been pretty tough recently, as everyone <laughs> knows. Not looking great. Our whole D line's injured. Uh Jonathan Huberto's injured, so we don't really have any playmakers. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's not looking great in Calgary right now, if I'm being honest. Yeah, as they're they're my secondary team. <laughs> yeah, we know. Um, but the writing's been on the wall. Poor goaltending, lack of offense from the guys you paid big money to come like Huberto. I don't care if he's injured. And so what more do you want? Like Markstrom's been bad, borderline awful at times. It's not exactly a winning recipe. Yeah. And you you need the guys you pay money, pay big money to, to be worth that big money. Mm-hmm. Caudry's been great. I love Caudry. He's been awesome. But Huberto just hasn't been worth it so far. And I love Huberto. I loved that signing, but he just hasn't been worth it so far. So the writing was on the wall when like, they beat some good teams. They started off strong, but they slowly fizzled. And now we're seeing the results of that. So they need to start. Someone else needs to step up. Let's go. That felt like I was in the locker room right there getting that one. That was big. <laughs> um, I mean, I did like, you know, again, as uh, I'll wear the black hat in this conversation, I did like seeing Trevor Lewis skate out last night as the extra attacker. That got me fired that was up. Ridiculous. That got me really fired up. I think the, the coaching has been a little too stubborn from an outsider perspective. I'm not watching every night from an outsider perspective who just, you know, watches his own team. Seems like the coaching has been pretty stubborn. Seems like he's pretty stuck in his ways. And that thing he said about Huberto that everybody was laughing up. They're like, yeah. Oh, I think he just needed to go take a shit or whatever he said. I think that people thought it was a joke to me. It sounded like he was like, I don't care where he is. Like he, he doesn't matter to me. Like he could go be doing that. And it, like, it doesn't register to me. I don't care where he is. He's not producing. Like, I don't think he was trying to be funny, at least from hearing him over the years. I think that was his way of saying like, he's not playing well and he's not really worth being asked about. I can agree with that. You know, I, I love Daryl Sutter and he came back last year and he took us on a run uh, further than most Flames fans expected. And the thing with him is that everybody always credits him for being able to kind of evolve with the times. He plays his defensive style, but it kind of evolves as he gets older. 
So this is the first time I'm kind of getting annoyed at because while watching the game, whether I take 10 seconds to look at my phone or talk to my dad, and I look back and I just see Rooney, Lucic, and Richie on the ice. And I'm like, <laughs> how are these guys getting this many minutes? I think Lucic is, like, is one of the top guys in minutes, five on five for the Flames right now. And he's a great fourth line energy guy, but I don't need to see him every other shift. It is really frustrating right now. I uh, I I could see why that would be pretty frustrating as a fan. I, I could get down with it's, that. It's given me shades of Babcock at the end of his tenure with the Leafs. From your other favorite team. Yeah, from my yeah. other team. It's 80-20 there. 80-20, I think. Okay. Um, But where he just refused to play the guys that should be on in big moments and put on guys like Trevor Lewis or, yeah. uh, you know, a hobbled Patrick Marlowe in mm-hmm. the Leafs case. Like, sometimes you just... Ignore what you're thinking. Let's let's play the let's play this guy. He works hard. Play the guy who's talented. I can see what you're saying there. As a, listen, as a fan of my team, I don't have that problem. I can't lie. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt who's coming over the boards, man. So I think one quick point of optimism because I don't really shit him on the flames completely throughout the segment is that if we're slumping, it's better to get the slump out of the way early in the season. Pacific still relatively weak. We'll be fine. I, I respect you finding positivity out of the slump. Getting it out of the way now is a good way to approach that. So credit to you. Bozo Genius of the Week, last segment, then we're done. We don't have Sedge for the last segment, but we do have Calum's game notes to help us out if we need extra help on the Bozo and Genius category. I've got mine. Adam's got his. Jeff might have a Bozo that he could pitch in use of Calum's because Calum's is uh, unusable. Uh, not gonna lie. Let's, let's read it out. Let's read it out. I will read it out. It's Bozo Andrew Gruber. He says, who, if nobody knows Andrew Gruber, which is most of the people listening, somebody that we know, it's just a random guy. Just picture a guy that you could walk past on the street and you wouldn't know. And he plays fantasy football. Yeah. Well, that will become evident when we start reading the notes here. He says, quote, fantasy football is a game of parody. Guaranteeing a win against a team that cannot produce a full roster is high risk. Andrew John Gruber, Bozo of the Week, Justin Fields, thank Andrew for his career day. So... There we go. Thanks to Luca Caleb. can give some context if we want. I yeah, can. Luca, explain sure, that. Try, try to make some sense of this one. <laughs> Here's a scenario. It's our fantasy league. Me, Andrew, Caleb, Jeff, Adam, bun- bunch of boys. Yeah. Point is, that doesn't matter. We're going into this week. Me versus Andrew. Big, big, big game coming. Andrew need, needs a win to really separate himself from the bottom five. Basically, all my starting running backs are either on by or hurt. Um, so I was feeling Jarek McKinnon and, and nobody in my two RB slots. Um, so I was fully expecting a loss. A- Andrew Gruber, um, I wasn't there for this. I, I was recovering from COVID. Um, but he said, it's nice that I can get a guaranteed win this week when talking about our upcoming matchup. That's what happened. So he lost <laughs> when he said it. It's a, it's a lock. He lost his lock. He so. did lose his I lock. So. 0-1. <laughs> well, 0-1 for Andrew Gruber in the locks on this show. It's a tough. But Richard. unusable because no one, no one, like few people listening know who he yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. He was going for a pretty niche audience there. So that was an interesting <laughs> idea by him. But hey, we have to honor him because prayers up. Prayers, prayers up. up. Prayers up to Galem right now. Hopefully he, he feels better soon. My genius this week is the baby. He's been riddled in controversy. You know, a guy can't seem to catch a break these days. And a lot of people would say that that's justified. You know, (laughs) he is a pretty tough, you know, pretty tough guy to support. If you are one of those people, again, I'm not, but the holidays are coming up and a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people do really look forward to black Friday. It's like their day of the year. Like they plan the whole month around what they're going to do on Black Friday. I'm going to go shopping here. I'm going to go to this store. I'm going to get this discount. So what does the baby do to get the ball rolling on the incoming holiday season? Bogo. Buy one, get one free concert tickets to the baby in Birmingham, Alabama. Now I've never seen a buy one, get one free concert ticket situation, which is why he's an innovator and a genius like you. Some people would say the haters, well, he can't sell out. Other people would say he's just trying to get the holiday spirit rolling. So shout out to the baby Bogo concert tickets. I mean, not that I would go or recommend that anybody goes, but good idea by him. So he's my genius this week. So for my genius of the week, I'm going to take us to a, a Netflix series. And I'm going to shout out the watcher on Netflix. Um, <laughs> I'm just giving this a genius because the show somehow convinced me to keep watching it after episode one. 
which I entirely regret. So I'm just going to let all the people here know, like, don't fall for the trick. Don't keep watching after episode one. Like, it looks really interesting. It looks like it's going to end well. It, like, builds up, builds up, builds up. And spoiler, it doesn't end well. Um, yeah, it, you don't want to watch the end of it. Like, it's pretty worthless. It's a it's, waste of your time. I'm not a Netflix watcher. Um, I spent probably all of yesterday watching episodes one through seven. And I wish I could have done anything else with my time. So <laughs> genius to them for for convincing me that it was going to be a good show. You know, you know what? It's based on a true story. So, like, you should have seen You could have Googled the ending after, like, episode two. I could have Googled the ending, but like the series has you so locked in that you don't want to spoil it, right? You and thought it, they were going to land the plane, but they didn't. Yeah. No, the plane crashed and burned. I can tell you that. That's why I like, didn't watch I don't want to spoil the it. ending, but I'm going to spoil the ending. So you can bleep this out if you want, but there no, is no way. Don't worry. I'm not really worried about spoiling <laughs> yeah. the end of the watcher. Yeah. Just so the people know there is no ending. So it's like a big like murder mystery. And then it just ends with, we don't know who did it. Like, we yeah, don't know. Basically, mm. someone stalking we, we don't people, know. and in the end, yeah. just like in real life, they never figured out who it was. Yeah, That's they're the like, story. "Oh, oh, we don't know." So, uh, <laughs> shout out, shout out to you guys. Shout Go out for conclusion. a great grand story. Yeah, I love it. I won't be watching it, but thank you for letting me know to not waste my time. So good, good on them, genius for making it through. If nobody else has a genius, I got one. Oh, you do I have a genius have one. as well. Oh, okay, so we got a oh, pack. House, we got so. a pack. Okay, I'll go fast. My genius of the week. Ryan Reynolds, Ottawa Senators. That's awesome. Okay. He basically is just selling himself to people who can afford to buy an NHL team and being like, let me be your front man. Let me be your guy. He's trying to buy the Senators for people yeah. who don't know. They're He's up trying, for sale. They're up for sale. He's trying to buy them. He does he can't afford them. But he uh, like they're a lot of money, but he's basically selling himself as I can be that front guy. We can get into a business because you're immediately going to be popular. Ryan Reynolds is beloved amongst almost the whole world i don't men, know many women, children men love him especially strangely i was so, gonna say women but that shows the popularity of this guy yeah so basically he's saying i want to own an nhl franchise but i can't afford it so someone help me out here i'll make you look good genius i like working his way in that's, that's all i gotta say what about you petro uh we, we thought a bit of a, a deep cut relevant to the <laughs> world cup it's actually not really that much of a deep cut uh, former FIFA president set bladder earlier this week came out saying that the 2022 world cup was supposed to be hosted in the United States of America. However, a week before the FIFA convention where they voted for, you know, who's going to have the world cup, uh, the French represent the French rep, uh, Michel Platini said that the French president um, called him and told him to vote for Qatar. Uh, obviously ends up going to Qatar comes out now that six months after that, Qatar bought fighter jets from France for $14.6 billion. So former French president Nicolas Sarkozy brought in $14.6 billion for his country. Genius of the week. I'm, I'm worried about France. So <laughs> let me make sure that France stays popping. If you're wondering about Caleb's genius, because I'm going to read it because we already gave the people the bozo for him. His genius is Mike McDaniel. First line continues to go viral. Somehow people like this dork. I think he stinks 0% funny. So He's pretty funny. I disagree with <laughs> that. I, think... funny. <laughs> I, I kind of like him too. So Caleb's on he's, his own there. Do you see his blurb? I told Justin Fields, stop scrambling. Yeah. Can't be coached. It was, it was hurting the team. <laughs> it, was all, it was hilarious. So we got a big crowd this week. We got Sepp Blatter. We got baby. We have The Watcher. And we've got Ryan Reynolds. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to vote for The Watcher. Uh, I'm going to vote for baby. I think I'm going to vote for Caleb's because not because of the points, but because I think McDaniels is a genius for making himself so popular, but not because he's a dork, <laughs> as Caleb said. So you're riding out with McDaniel. Yeah. All right. So now, so now Petro has to vote for McDaniel, the watcher, the baby to give a winner. I'm done with the baby. There I we think. go. I think he needs our support right now and it's big brain stuff from him. <laughs> He needs a lot of support, yeah. lawyer support, financial support, lots of support. So shout out to the baby. Bozo of the week. Now we did do Calum's already, but you know, again, discluded. So Adam, you want to go first here? Sure. Um, so my Bozo of the week is going to have to be, let me pull out the exact number here. So I'm not sitting any fake facts, but um, just for some context, 
uh, we know that in the states they had their like primaries. I think it is that's that's what the elections are called. States kind of vote for their representatives, and um, some states also have like referendum questions. Like here in Calgary, we have like the daylight savings one, stuff like that. So I'm gonna take us to Vermont, and my bozo of the week is 11% of the population of Vermont. So if you live in Vermont, you're a loyal fan of the show. Like hopefully you're part of the 89%. But essentially, one of the one of the questions on the ballot was about slavery in uh, state constitutions in prison. So, um, as a podcast that took a stand against um, a lot no of things, sense. taking a stand against slavery. So, um, and I'm gonna just put this up as my bozo of the week. Everyone who voted in favor of it. Good one, Adam. Respect. My bozo of the week is Meek Mill. I hate to go double rapper here, but again, here's just a story about me as an NBA guy. If I had the chance to sit courtside, I'd be locked in. Thing that was going on, I'd be drinking it in. Meek Mill, not paying attention, puts sticks his feet out, trips the referee. Then he doesn't even get kicked oh. out of the game because he's Meek Mill. It's Come on, dude. Man. You got to be fair treatment. You got to be getting teed up, ejected from courtside, first of all, never allowed again. And then you can't just laugh it off like, oh, man, I almost just killed this 65-year-old man as he hit the hardwood. No, you got to take, you know, you got to take accountability in that situation. So bozo of the week. But yeah, and referees are hard workers. You got to respect them. I respect one re- one referee. and any Let's go. Is. is he on this Let's call? Go. No comment. No, <laughs> no comment. What'd you have, Jeff? Um, I got the Vikings head coach, Kevin O'Connell. Oh, no. What did he do? After last game, he was handing out game balls, and I don't know where they kept coming from. The importance <laughs> of a game ball is who is who is the best player? Who who is the best player? Okay, like you give it to maybe two guy on the offense, guy on the defense who really took a stand. Hey, I counted. Teams. I count. I counted five, five <laughs> game balls he gave out at the end of the game. He was handing them out like freaking candy on Halloween. It was like, I thought the video was done. And then he was like, and this game ball goes to, it's like one for each quarter and warm up, dude. That's because I was giving him out. He for gave him. one Kirk, <laughs> Hawkinson, yep. Jefferson, three deserving winners, Thielen, maybe not. <laughs> and there's one more in Smith. So I think four offensive guys, four offensive guys. So five game balls in total. And I think you're just totally dampening the value of a game ball by giving people five. Why don't you just hand one out with a personal like note on each one to every player next time? Don't hate the plan. That's that's just, that would be a good move. You probably go through 50 balls in a game. Yeah. Just give so them with everybody. Don't grab five. Just grab one for the offense. Grab one for the defense. One for the coaches. One for the fans. <laughs> yeah. One, yeah. One for, get one for everyone who actually like, squirted water into people's mouths in the timeout yeah best game yeah. producer the guys who carry carry the uh first down markers get one for them mm-hmm. best but, cameraman there's options no you, you can give them to all the cameramen they try their darndest yeah the cheerleaders probably worked pretty hard too yeah give them a couple so yeah i think you know stick it to two game balls max i like the plan. bozo i like the absolute plan. bozo even though i love the guy luca did you have one sorry i didn't mean to skip over you i I did. It, it, go ahead, it's very go ahead. Low, low hanging fruit. It's Kyrie Irving. Um, <laughs> He's in back to back weeks. <laughs> oh, oh, was he last week too? I guess oh, I yeah. have to go into then. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was going to more so, it's less about his comments, which for the record are stupid. Yeah. Take wrong. yeah. He's really a bozo because he was given countless opportunities in press conferences. People explicitly asked him, Kyrie, are you anti Semitic? And, and the guy couldn't just say no. He could have said no and saved himself so much time. Just left the press conference early. But he had to sit there and just dig himself into a deeper and deeper hole day after day. And now he suspended five games. Nike cut ties with them. Kyrie Irving blows of the week. And this was the it's... exact take last week. I mean, well... it's fair. He should be up double because this <laughs> yeah, is double the he's been on. He's, been, he's, he's had a tough run. He has. A, yeah. Justly a tough run. But I'm going to toss my vote in for the people of Vermont, the 11% in Vermont that did not, you know, do the right thing according to this podcast and the mass population, I would say. So what are you voting for? I'll probably, I'll probably jump in and say, I don't like anti-Semitism and I'm going to put my vote there. So we all know on this podcast, that's the spirit, Jeff. So I'm going to put my vote there, cover the basis. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to vote for Meek Mill. 
So now Luca's got to vote for one of the three to, to determine the ultimate winner. Look at that. I'm, I'm going with the people of Vermont. So there we go. Bozo of the week is the people of Vermont. Genius of the week is the baby. So buy one, get one free concert tickets in Birmingham at the iron city. It was called, I don't, I mean, is that like a, is he playing at like a gym or what's going on there? But yeah, those are the Bozo and genius of the week. Crazy episode. I'd say on the fly for everything we did, I would have to give it a 10 for me personally. I liked it. I had a lot of fun. Good. I'm giving it a 10. I think so too. And bolt up. Bolt up. People bolt need up. to know remember that. Everyone should be bolting up this week. Shout out, Emily. Mm-hmm. And thank you for filling in. Second appearance. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to, you know, I'm ready to listen next Wednesday for what, no matter what the result of that Bills game, I expect to be dragged through the mud. That's, don't worry. It's coming. Perfect. <laughs> I'll make sure to get that in there. But Luca, next time we get you on, you're going to have to be in the studio because this is not a, you know, not a just first appearance, I would say. Yeah, I know. That's fair. I'm I'm happy to come sit on the sit on the proverbial couch. I don't know who I, they is. They don't say that, but no, they do say that. You're exactly right. Everyone, so I'd like to hear it. Adam, anything you want to say before we go? No good performance for me today, I think. I think so too. I think yeah. you did very you know, well. I was trying some put some strings together. I was on my uh, beats last podcast. Um audio quality not sounding great. Um, I'm sure it doesn't sound phenomenal right now, but you know, I made the upgrade to AirPods just to try to give you guys a better listening experience. So good for you. That's, that's big. I like to hear that. So we'll be back on Thursday next week. No show on Sunday, Um, Thursday next week, which should be good. I'm looking forward to that. Going to get Owen and Alex back in the studio. It'd be nice, but yeah, have a good weekend. Have a good start to week next week. Thank you to all the guests for joining us. Big thank you to Emily. I forgot to shout her out. Thank you, Emily. We'll be back next week.